Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. 
now. Welcome to another edition of Prayer International Radio. My name is Sean Holmberg, along with your co-host, Christopher Herzog. And it is Sunday night. I'm not ready to get back to work tomorrow. I'm not sure about any of you. Um, it's been an interesting day. My house flooded today. But it doesn't matter because God's still in control. And everything's taken care of. Kids are in bed. And it's time to kick off another two hours of worship and prayer and the presence of God. And we worship him for who he is and for the grace he's given to our lives. So let's start off with praying. Thank you, Jesus. Father, thank you for your blood that covers our sins. Father, thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for us. Lord, thank you that we have an advocate with Jesus Christ, the righteous Father. Thank you that we are accepted as your children, Father, and that we are called children of God. Lord, thank you that everything is in your control, Father, and your word declares that you gave Jesus to be head over all things to the church. And you gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Father, thank you for sending your Holy Spirit into our lives to fill our lives, to reveal to us Jesus Christ, Lord, to reveal to us the things that are on your heart and the things that are on your mind, Lord. Father, thank you for the grace and mercy you have poured out into our lives, for as your word declares, we can do nothing on our own, but everything we do is through you. And so I ask that you would bless every member of the listening audience, Father, that you would strengthen them with might by their spirit and the inner man, that Christ would dwell in their hearts through faith, Father, that they would be firmly rooted and grounded in your word and your truth, Lord. For you said that your word is truth. Jesus, you said that you are the way, the truth, and the life. And you said no man would come through God unless they come through you. Jesus, you said that you are the good shepherd who watches over us and leads us into green pastures, Father. Thank you that you are Jehovah Jireh, that you are God who is our provider, that you are Jehovah Rophe, that you are God our healer, that you are Jehovah Nisse, you are God our banner. Thank you for your goodness, and thank you for your grace, and thank you for your mercy, and thank you for your enduring, everlasting love. So I'm not sure exactly where we're going to start this off tonight, and I, like always, have no idea where it goes, and so we're just going to leave it up to the Holy Spirit. Um, I have a couple different verses that we could start with, and we'll just see where it goes from there. Actually, before that, we should start by praying again. Um, It's becoming a routine to pray for the sick, and it's one of the things Jesus said that we should do. So, um, because everybody knows someone who's sick. So, if you know, if you're sick, um, if you want to call in, our call in number is 619-638-8458. And if you need prayer for anything, then please give us a call. We also have a chat room open. If you want to get into the chat room, um, 
And so we'll start by praying. If any part of your body is sick, whether it's your leg or your toe or your fingers or your head or anything, um, just put your hand over that part of your body. And we're going to agree in faith and believe that God is going to supernaturally heal you and the Holy Spirit is going to come. And Jesus is going to heal you according to the Word of God um, because the Word of God declares that by His stripes we are healed. And, it said, and He said, if any two of you are more gather together in my name, I am there in the midst. And he said, if you would ask anything in my name, I shall do it. And it says that we know that he hears this, and so we know we have the things that we ask of him according to his will, and we know that healing is his will. So if there's anybody that you know that's sick, that's not you, put your hand over whatever part of your body signifies what part is sick with them. And we're going to step out in faith, and we're going to believe God for the miraculous and for the things that we think would be impossible but that are possible with God. And God is going to intercede, and you're going to be healed, not by the work of man, but by the power of God and by the power of the Holy Spirit. So, Father, we come before you. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, Lord, we come boldly to the throne of grace, in which you said we are accepted in the time of need. Father, and we're standing upon your word that declares that by your stripes we are healed, Father. So, Father, we ask in the name of Jesus Christ that you would heal everybody, every organ, Father, every muscle. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we ask for complete and total healing from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet. Right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, we rebuke every spirit of sickness. We rebuke every spirit of infirmity. In the name of Jesus Christ, and we command that you must leave right now according to the word of God, according to the name of Jesus, which is above every name. Father, we thank you for your power. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your word. Thank you, Jesus. You know, healing is one of those inheritance things. It is a right, not necessarily what you would consider a privilege. Because as children of the living God, he says that the Holy Spirit would take what it, Jesus said the Holy Spirit will take what is mine and declare it unto you. And, you know, there's a um, scripture in the New Testament where a woman came to Jesus and was asking for her to be healed. And Jesus was made a reference that it's not good to take the scraps from the table and feed them to dogs. And she said, but even the dogs, or it's not right to take the food from the table and give it to little dogs. And she said, but even the dogs eat scraps. And, you know, the context in which they said it was because of the status and social status and stuff back then. But the point is that a lot of times that we tend to think that we need to beg and beg and beg for things that are already ours. And we plead and we ask for things that are already ours by birthright and by our status as being sons and sons and daughters of God. For, you know, once you're born again into the kingdom, you are adopted into the kingdom of the Father, and with adoption becomes the rights of any other child. And there's no difference between a non-adopted child and a regular child. You still have the same rights. And we, as children of the living God, have every right to come before our Father. And we have every right to petition our Father for those things 
that we need in our life. And, you know, Jesus said that the Father already knows the things that you have need of before you ask him. But he sees those to come. And we should still feel free to come before the Father, for, you know, any father loves to hear his children. And no father would turn away his voice from a child who needs him and needs something. And so we need to take the stance as children of God that we have rights as children, that we're not we're not foreigners, we're not strangers. We are fellow, fellow citizens with the saints and the members of the household of God, being built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple. And we are being built together for a temple and a dwelling place of God and the Spirit. And that's the Jews and the Greeks. And that's every person who calls upon the name of the Lord. For the word of God declares that whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And it says in John three sixteen that for God so loved the world that whoever would call upon his name shall be saved. And if that's you, then that means that you are now part of the children and you're part of the children and the household of God. And you have now been translated out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of light. And once you realize that, then it sort of changes your perspective on everything around you. For now, you're not someone who needs to beg, but you're someone who has a birthright. And you have these promises that God has promised to us that belong to you as children of the living God. And, you know, there's a verse in um, Isaiah Chapter 55, 1, it says, Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and you who have no money, come, buy and eat. Yes, come, buy wine and milk, without money and without price. Why do you spend money for what is not bread, and your wages for what does not satisfy? You know, we at times strive to obtain those things which are freely given. And, you know, the, the gifts that the world can give you cost a price, but the gift that God gives us costs nothing, which is eternal life and it's eternal salvation and through Jesus Christ. And there's no price to pay for it. It's already been paid by Jesus. There's no struggling. There's no striving. There's no needing to compete, and there's no needing to meet up to some standard that we can never possibly meet up to because the standard was already met when Jesus Christ died on the cross and rose from the dead. And at that point in time, Jesus and God placed a stamp on your life that said that you are righteous and that you are per perfect in Christ and that you are accepted and beloved. And that's instantaneous. It's not something you have to work toward. It's already done. The only thing we have to work toward is working in our relationship, which is spending time with him so that we can grow to know him more. But we're already in the we're already children of God. I mean, it says in the New Testament, it says that we should no longer walk like the rest of the world walks, fulfilling desires of the flesh and mind, because now we are children of God, and we're growing into a relationship with God through the Holy Spirit, and there's fruits of the Spirit, and there's a character change that's transformed that we become transformed and we start having the characteristics of Jesus Christ. And it talks about some of the fruits of the Holy Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, righteousness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And we take upon those characteristics. And it says, listen careful to me, carefully to me, and eat what is good. 
and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Decline your ear and come to me. Hear, and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you, the sure mercies of David. You know, when he was talking about this, you know, the father said that he made a covenant. He made a new covenant with the house of Israel. And he said that the days are coming when I will take my laws and write them on your hearts. And so we are living in a time we don't have to follow a law. We don't have to strive to making sure that we meet up to those standards because like I said the standard has already been met and the law we and the law is not something that brings death to us now because now we're under the law of the spirit and the, the law of the life in Christ Jesus and it says for those who are led by the spirit are children of God and we don't walk according to the ways of this world and we don't walk, walk according to law we walk according to the spirit constantly Submitting ourselves and our hearts and our lives to Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit. It says, present yourselves as living sacrifices to God, which is your reasonable service. And it'll go on in verse 4, and let's see, actually, let me skip down. Uh, yeah, verse 4, and it says, indeed, I have given. And he says, um, actually, we'll back up to 3. Incline your ear and come to me. Here and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you, the sure mercies of David. Indeed, I have given him as a witness to the people, a leader and commander for the people. Surely you shall call a nation you do not know, and nations you do not know shall run to you, because of the Lord your God and the Holy One of Israel, Jesus, for he has glorified you. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord, and he will have mercy on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. And God says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down, and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, and make it bring forth and bud, that it make its seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. You know, I don't know what your situations are out there for anybody who's listening, but let me just say, if you don't know the Lord, Now's the day, and now's the time. If for any reason you've slipped away from him, now's the time to turn your heart back to him. For the Father loves you more than anything you can possibly imagine. Um, more than your wildest imagination is how much the Father loves you. And he said he has taken our sin and cast it far away from us. And there's a rest that comes from understanding the grace of God and understanding that we are saved by grace. So if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, then I want to invite you to meet him. And I want to invite you to give him a chance. And so we're going to take a second and play some music and then we will be back in just a few minutes.
Hello. Sorry, I was on mute. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. How are you doing tonight? This is Walk I'm on doing Water. Good. <laughs> oh, it's nice to meet you. My name's Sean. I don't know mm-hmm. if we're at the shows on. I don't even know if they can even hear us on the radio now because um, the co the host co host actually was signed in as the host and he got disconnected somehow. So I don't know if we're live or not. Um, yes, I'm but, so oh yes, you are. I just heard you. I just heard you right now. You're on live. Okay, good. Well, how are you doing? Fine. Praise the Lord. I had an awesome day today in church, and it's just been a blessing in the Word of God today. So, did you need to, did you need prayer for anything, or were you just yes, wanting to I listen? Do. Oh no, I'm going to listen tonight. I'm going to you know go back onto my chat room, uh, but um, I would like you to pray for my son. I guess apparently he made a really really major decision uh, in his life uh, while he's rededicated his life to the Lord, but he's incarcerated, so. I just pray for him and his family that the Lord protect him in jail and that uh, the Lord, you know, continue uh, to uh, reveal himself to him in a very special way and that just God protect him and plead the blood of Jesus on his life and uh, his family that uh, I've been taking the children to to church, but I'm going back uh, home to Kansas City. And so... You know, I just want the seed that I planted here with my grandchildren, um, you know, to continue, you know, growing, uh, and that the desire to serve the Lord and um, for the family to keep going to church because during this time, you know, they're going to need help, you know, to uh, go through this storm of life. So, And then I'm just going to go back to Kansas City and just do what God wants me to do. Uh, where, where is that Kansas City, Missouri? Yes, that's where okay. I'm from. Oh, okay, near, near IHOP. Pardon like, me? That's where the, isn't that where the International House of Prayer is? Yes, it like, is. Okay, I love that place. Yes. Um, yes. And what's your, son's, what's your son's name? Jose. Jose, okay. Yes. Um, he's in the well, Nebraska. Can, well, before I pray, let me tell you, you know, the Word of God says, I mean, it says that he said that, um, God said, the words that go forth in my, my mouth, they will not return to me void. And when you speak a word of life and you speak the scripture mm-hmm. and you speak the promises of God into his life, those are seeds that are embedded into his spirit. And, you know, at that point, the minute those seeds are planted, the Holy Spirit begins the work. And the Holy wow, Spirit starts, God, starts yes. switching their hearts and drawing their hearts. You know, the Bible says it's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance, and our job is literally just to tell them of the love of God. And the next thing you know, that seed gets implanted inside of them, and the Holy Spirit starts working. The Holy Spirit starts turning their hearts and drawing them at that point. You know, the Bible the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. And once you've tasted of the goodness of the Lord, you can never go back. Even, even those who turn away, there's still always that implanted seed that's permanently embedded inside their spirit that says, this is the way, walk ye in it, and where they've tasted the goodness of the Lord. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Lord, we agree upon your word, Father, for Jose, Father, and we pray and we declare 
according to your word, that he is a mighty man of God. And we declare, as you say, Jesus, that you know those are yours, whose are yours, and the devil cannot snatch them away, Father. And so right now, Father, I pray a kingly anointing upon Jose right now, Father, a kingly and a priestly anointing. Holy Spirit, that you would touch him from the top of his head to the soles of his feet, Father. You said a man will plan his ways, but the Lord will direct his steps. And you said the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. You also said a man fall seven a righteous man will fall seven times and get back up, yes, Father. Jesus. And so Lord, we is we declare that Jose is your child and he belongs to you, Hallelujah. Father, and the enemy cannot yes. snatch him away. And we declare, yes. as you said in Jeremiah one, you said that before we were formed that you knew us and you declared that you had a plan and purpose for our lives, Father. Yes, and we agree Lord. and we come in agreement with you, Father, for your will. Lord. For Jose to be done, Father, we ask for your will to be done in his life, Father. And right now, we rebuke the spirit of the enemy, Father. We rebuke the spirit of depression, and we rebuke the spirit of fear in the name of Jesus Christ. And we command in the name of Jesus, you take your hands off Jose and loose him and let him go. For he is a child of God, and he is anointed by the Holy Spirit. So, Holy Spirit, thank you for filling him, Father. And I pray that you would make him a shining light and a shining example wherever he goes, Father, that that your presence would follow him and your presence would be carried with him, Father, that everywhere he goes, the light of the gospel will be preached, Father. So, Lord, and we have no idea your plans and your purposes, for you said that your ways are higher than ours, Father. So where he is even now, Father, let your light go forth, Father. Let his mouth be an instrument and a tool for you to use, Father. Let his mouth become a glory. trumpet, declaring the glory and the salvation of the Lord, Father. Yes, Anoint Jesus. his hands to heal those who are sick around him, Father, yes, and give Jesus. him strength and boldness yes, to persevere till the very end, Father. Yes, Lord, and Lord. I thank you for the purposes that you've placed in his life, Father. I thank you for the calling and the anointing that you have put upon this Hallelujah. young man's life, Father. Hallelujah. And I thank you that you are victorious in every situation, Father. And I thank you that you're victorious in his life, Father. Thank you, Jesus, for Jose, Father. And I pray right now, Lord, that you would strengthen and comfort his family, Father, that you would declare your will and your purposes in their lives, Father, that you would draw all their hearts to you, Father, for your word declares that we and our family shall be saved, Father. And so we are standing upon the promises of God, declaring that Jesus Christ is Lord in their household right now in the name of Jesus, Father. And we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your promises, Father. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm so excited of the things the Lord is going to do. Hallelujah. And I thank Jesus for your ministry. You know, prayer is very important in our lives, day by day, you know. And I just you know, thank God for your ministry. Well, something I was going to actually mention in a little bit once this tongue was over is that, you know, when um, and since we're on air, I can go ahead and keep going with it. Um, uh-huh. But you know, when I w- when I was a kid, um, when I was really really young, um, uh-huh. we did, me and my me and my family. I mean, there was a lot of abuse in my family and stuff. But even uh-huh. from the time I was really young, like five or six years old, there was this family down the road, like three streets over, who I didn't even meet until I was probably like six, 15, 16. And I started going, or like, uh-huh. she, yeah, around then, because I started going to high school. And there was mm-hmm. this young kid named Michael Ortega who was completely filled with the Holy Spirit. I mean, he read his Bible constantly. And this was right about the time I got saved. And his family lived two streets over from me. And they told me that 
and you know, I went. There was a lot of stuff that happened, and um, for me yeah. to get saved, I mean, there was a lot of obstacles, and the enemy was constantly fighting. But you know, mm-hmm. I, I found out that this family, and it was the mother and um, and this young boy whose name was Michael Ortega and his sister, and you know, I found out they've been praying for me ever since I was a little kid. Wow. Years oh, and years. How awesome! I this family had been praying, and they had started declaring the word of God over my life before yeah. I even knew the Father. And, you know, we have the ability, because, I mean, it says in James that our words are living, and we have the ability in that to speak out the words of God. And when we speak out the words of God, we're coming into agreement with the Father. And yeah. we're coming into agreement that his purposes will be done. And those proclamations, like his word said, won't return to him void. And so we are shaping and we are transforming the world around us. And we are transforming oh, the yeah. lives of people around us by declaring amen. the will of God over their lives, whether they realize it or not. Yes, amen. And, you know, so, I mean, keep doing what you're doing because, I mean, you, you can change nations without ever realizing it. Someone told me once that, when we get to heaven, the people who may be the most recognized are not going to be the people necessarily that you see on TV or the people with big ministries. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be the person who walks into a restaurant, sits down, and prays for someone Ooh, on the other side God. of the room. That's true. Never, never speaks mm-hmm. to them personally, but just says a prayer over their life. And in the in the process mm-hmm. of saying a prayer over their life, they literally change the entire genealogy of that person's family tree. Yeah. And they... They awesome. changed nations and shaped nations just because they were willing to stand before the Father and pray for someone mm, they didn't hallelujah. know. Yes, and we have the ability of prayer that we can come before the Father and we can declare the plans and purposes of the Father over nations that we've never even stepped foot in. That's you know, true. it says that the gospel is going to go out, and there's and there's times people have been have received prophecies that they're going to go to the nations. Well, you know, nowadays we don't even have to actually physically go to the nations. We can just get on the airways or get on the get on television stations. Mm-hmm. We yeah. can touch the nations. You know, it, it's a funny story um, about prayer. Is that when I was in um, school at Christ for the Nation, uh-huh. um, one of the one of the preachers who was teaching told us this story, which is true. He said that one time he was before the Father. And wow. he was just spending some time interceding before the Father. And all of a sudden, he kept hearing the voice of one of his colleagues. And he couldn't understand why he's trying to spend time with the Father. And he's trying to be intimate with the Father and have his alone time before the Lord. And he kept hearing his friend's voice. And so finally, after a while, I mean, it bothered him so much. When he got out of prayer, he actually mm-hmm. got on the phone and he called his friend and he's like, were you? Did you happen to be praying at this time? Wow! And his Ooh, friend, that's yeah. True. And then he's like, "Well, did you actually ask God this, 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 and this?" And he's like, "Yeah." And he's like, "And and, and what happened was is that this teacher that I that this teacher was so close to God, and this other man was so close to God at the same time they could actually hear each other, and so they literally were so close to the throne of God they could hear each other talking." And yes. it sounds oh, weird, awesome. but, you know, because we're being knitted and we're we're being knitted and and bound together, and we're being built to to the only place of God and the Spirit. And when the Church of the Living God rises up into unity, and throws aside all the purposes except for Him, 
and we we throw aside everything that we want out of all this, and we yeah. get to the point where we realize this is all about him, and it's all for his glory, and it's all about seeking him. You know, something that God spoke to me the other night um, yeah. Yeah. Is, I was, is, is that we need to make him the priority. And it's it talks yeah. about in Revelation how there was, how the church had forgotten its first love, and that we as uh-huh. a body of believers need to get back to our first love, being our relationship with the Father, and mm-hmm. get rid of all the little things that divide us. Because you know Jesus came to undivide us and to bring us together, and we have a tendency of like separating ourselves and saying I'm well, I'm this, and I'm this, and I'm this. But really, when it comes down mm-hmm. to it, we're children of the Most High God, and we're all in one family. Mm-hmm. And our purpose is to be in a relationship with him and then turn around and get everybody else who's not and bring them in, too, before it's too late. Yes, that's true. That's all that matters is Jesus Christ as yes. Lord. And yes. he, you know, that happened You know that happened to me one day, too. It's been a few years ago that I was praying and praying, and, and I didn't know, and I just... My, I remember about like nine o'clock, and I was praying and praying, you know, and praying in tongues and praying and just, you know, praying. And then about a good half hour, forty-five minutes, and then the picture of my daughter came in my face, you know, and you know, you know, I saw that her face, you know, I just, you know, I just don't remember how I saw it, but I knew it was for my daughter. And then I called her uh, the next day, and uh, I go, what? I know I was praying for you about a certain certain time ago. What happened? Well, she they came and robbed her store at gunpoint that same time. Wow. Well, you know, and I just say a prayer is so it's so powerful, and we might not, you know, like you say, you know, could be nations, you know, we're praying for, but we're praying, but by faith, you know, we're praying, and uh, we might not see or we don't know who it's for, but we are changing things in the spirit realm. Amen. It's very important prayer. You know, I truly believe as Christians we can't really make it uh, in this world without praying. You know, it's very important. Amen. That's true. Yeah. And what I your hope our future program. Pardon me. What was your name again? I'm sorry. My name is Libby. It's Walk on Water. You said Libyus? Libya? Libby. Libby. L U P E. Libby. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Well, Father. <laughs> Father, I thank you for Luby, Lord, and I thank you for the prophetic mantle that you're placing upon our life, Father. Lord, I pray that you would give her dreams and visions, Father, that you would speak to her clearly. As it says, Moses spoke as a man face-to-face, Father, that you would draw her into your presence, Father, that you would place an anointing of intercession, Father, upon her life, that you would place an anointing of compassion for the sick and for the needy and for the poor, Lord, that you would declare to her the hidden things of your heart, Father. You would declare to her the hidden things of your heart, Father. Father, that you would fill her with joy, inexpressible and full of glory, Father, and peace that surpasses all understanding, Father. And I thank you for the anointing that you've placed upon our life, Father. And I thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I'll be praying for your ministry, too, and prayer ministry, and uh, uh, I'll be posting it on Facebook. I have, you know, I don't have a thousand friends, but the friends I do have there, I know that, um, you know, I've been posting, I posted it last night, I need prayer, go to this website, uh, Blog Talk Radio, and, you know, I've been posting it every time that you have service, so I just thank the Lord for your, for you just started, Amen. didn't you, just a few days ago? Or been about like, a week? How, how long? 
Probably like I'm two weeks ago. Oh, wow. That's well, I'll be really praying for you guys because I really believe you guys have something. Uh, it's different on Blog Talk Radio, I can tell you that. Awesome. Hey, John, can I say one thing real quick? Go for um, it. Yeah. Well, I just want to make sure. Um, I've been in the chat room for the last week while you've been ministering, okay, during the first half of the program, so you don't really know a lot of the chat activity and stuff. But I believe I um, walk on water. Was uh, of course we use a lot of nicknames on the radio and stuff just in case. But anyways, uh, they've been back and forth in our chat room probably for the last week or so. I guess for the last few days, and we've been praying for healing and stuff like that. So they've been yeah. praying for us. You know, I know that you've been supporting us and praying for us and, and out of town. Yeah. You know, with your family or whatever, you've been in different places and praying for us and tuning in and staying in touch with us. So I just want to thank you. You know. Also, you know, from from my wife and I, and from our own too, and you know, just from Prayer International, that you know, you take the time to pray for us and, and tune in and and keep up with us and let your friends know what's going on, and that really means a lot to us to know that we've got you know brothers and sisters out there praying for us. You know, so yeah. Yeah. Amen. Praise God. That's awesome. I just so excited for you all on the Prayer uh, International. So. You know, I know God's going to do awesome things with your ministry. Praise the Lord. I'm just excited for you. I can just feel it in the spirit. Hallelujah. I just, I'm just, i really going to just keep in touch uh, with your show, okay, with the program. And you guys be blessed. Hallelujah. Thank Praise you so God. much. Praise God. We'll see you then. Okay, thank you. Okay, yeah, bye. Bye. Hallelujah. Okay, well, I'm going to play one more song, and then, um, actually, I'm trying to decide here real fast. You know, before I play the song, um, one thing about prayer is, um, prayer does move mountains. I heard a missionary say once that when he prays, nations shake, and every believer Every person who is willing to come before God and be an intercessor, and every person who is willing to come before him and intercede on behalf of the world and on behalf of the lost, and those people do not know him, have power, and you have an anointing, and you have an authority that comes from Jesus Christ, for we are ambassadors of Jesus Christ, declaring the things that he has spoken that we receive through the Holy Spirit. And, you know... The time is now to intercede. It's not, Jesus said that if you look to the fields, they're already white and ready for harvest. And he said, pray that the Lord would send, would send laborers out into the harvest. And, you know, it says that, Paul said that some people water and some people sow and some people plant. But nothing starts in, without prayer. Everything is birthed in prayer. Every move of God is birthed by those men and women who are willing to get on their knees before the Father to start things happening in the spirit's realm. For, you know, it says that our war is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this age and the spiritual host of wickedness in the heavenly places. And, you know, we are battling and fighting a spiritual battle. It's not a physical battle. It's always a spiritual battle for the souls of humanity. And it takes intercessors who are willing to get up and gird their loins and to take the sword of the Spirit and the shield of faith and the helmet of salvation and stand before the enemy declaring that Jesus Christ is Lord in this earth. 
and that the enemy cannot prevail and he cannot come one more step and we're not going to be on the defensive, but we're going to be on the offense taking and declaring the word of God throughout the earth. And we're going to be the city that is set on the hill declaring out to the spiritual host that Jesus Christ is Lord. And every, and like, like he said, like he said, I believe it was to Jacob, he said, every place the sole of your foot shall tread, he will give us. But it takes us actually getting up and doing it in the spiritual realm first and spending time with God. You know, when I was a, when I was a kid, I went to this, to this, um, to this little, like, um, church retreat. And I was sitting in the front row, and this man who I had never met before, an older man, walked up and he sat next to me. And out of the blue, he looked at me and he said, you know, so you want to talk to men about God? And he said, well, the first thing you need to do is talk to God about men. And before we can go out and make a difference, we need to come to him, and we need to get his heart, and we need to get his perspective, and we need to take our expectations and lay them aside and take his expectations and understand how he sees the world and how he sees our lives and sees our situation and sees our and so we can see our identity through his eyes where he said that we are righteous. And he said that we are accepted, and he said that we are chosen, and we are a holy priesthood and a royal nation, and we need to come before him and worship him and to have intimacy with him, for he loves us. So we will be back in just a few minutes. Thank you. 
Father, we thank you for your great and precious promises, Father. Lord, we thank you that you sought after us. Father, that you desire to know us, that you desire to have us in your presence. Father, we thank you, and we give you glory and honor. Jesus, we give you glory and honor, and we declare that you are Lord. Jesus Christ, you are our King, you are our Savior. You are our all in all. You are everything to us. Our very breath is because of you. It says in, um, I'm going to try to get through, uh, who knows how long. I've never actually done a sermon in my life. So I'm going to try to do a really quick sermon on John 5 um, in about like seven minutes. So we'll see how this goes. Um, This is about, this is in John chapter 5 verse 1. And it says, after this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the Sheep Gate a pool, which is in the Hebrew Bethsaida, having five porches. And these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first, after the stirring of water, had been made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity thirty-eight years. When Jesus saw him lying there, he knew that he had already been in that condition a long time. And he said to him, Do you want to be made well? And the sick man answered and said, Sir, I have no man to put me in the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I am coming, another steps in before me. And Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. You know, there's a couple interesting things about this passage. There's five porches and a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed. You know, as we go through our lives... Um, knowing the power of prayer Everywhere we go We're going to see the blind The lame The paralyzed We're going to see those people Who are sick Waiting You know it says they were, These people were waiting For the moving of the water So they could go get into the water But you know We already have the water Jesus said that if we'd ask him for a drink, there would be a fountain of living water. And, you know, the Holy Spirit came, and he anointed us to do the same works that Jesus did. He said, Jesus said, in my name, you will lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. And everywhere we go, we're going to see these people. And so I encourage you, and I exhort you, and I challenge you, to step out in faith for those people who have been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting on the moving of the water and waiting for something to happen and waiting for someone to come up to declare the Pope and promises of God to their lives because they're out there and we see them every day and we have no excuse not to deliver to them the things we had. You know, Peter Peter was walking by and there was a man begging for alms and he said, Give me and he just asked for money. And Peter said, 
silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I will give you in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And, you know, we may not always have money, and we may not always have things, but what we do have is the promises of God, that if we would lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. We have the promises of God that if we lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. And we need to take him at his word. You know, out of there's this pool, and it says there's a great multitude of people. And it always talks about how Jesus saw the multitude and had compassion upon them. And, you know, out of all the people who were at this pool of this great multitude, Jesus came up to this man, the one man who was sitting there, and out of everybody, and Jesus came up to him. And he had been in that condition for 38 years. That is a long time to wait for hope. And there's people who go their whole life waiting to hear of hope and waiting to hear of that one thing that's going to change their life, which is Jesus Christ. And Jesus said, you don't have to wait any longer. You don't have to keep waiting and hoping. He said, rise up your bed, rise up and take your bed and walk. You know, it says that now is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day to come to him and, try and place your trust in him. There's no reason to wait any longer. If you don't know the Father, today is the day to come to him. Today is the day to believe for a miracle. Today is the day to believe for God to do something in your life. Whether you've fallen away from God, or whether you just need a miracle, or whether you just need a fresh encounter, today is the day to let the Holy Spirit come in and take control, and to let the Holy Spirit touch you and fill you with His presence. Today is the day to trust in God to do the supernatural, and to come in agreement with Him that He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. And so once again, our call-in number is, let me find our call-in number. Our call-in number is 619-638-8458. And this is Prayer International Radio. And in just a little bit, we'll be back with some more um, prayer and the Word of God. And I'm trying to think of what song to play. Um, so, you know, I'm going to play this one song, and it's called Jacob's Stream by Jason Upton. And I love this song, and the reason I love it is because it speaks to my heart. Because throughout my life as a Christian, there's always the dreams of doing things for God, but then there's always these dreams of knowing God. And sometimes they become conscious. Sometimes you have to they become contrary to each other because you strive for one or the other. And, you know, there's a verse where it says that Jesus was there and Mary was at his feet and Martha was out working. And Martha was working really hard and Mary was just sit there worshiping Jesus. And, you know, sometimes we need to throw the thoughts of ministry aside and the thoughts of what we're what we can accomplish aside and what we're wanting to do and just stay at his feet. And, you know, the song, it talks about People whose dream and desires is not necessarily for the big, for the for the big goals and the big ministries. Because you know, in the long run, that doesn't matter. What matters is 
coming before him and knowing him and having a relationship with him. You know, it says that Adam and Eve walked with God. And it said, Enoch was not, for God took him. And Jesus didn't do anything until he had heard from the Father, until he had spent time with the Father. And the best thing that we can do, and the most important thing we can do in our lives, is to seek his face and to have our desire be to know him. You know, I, I read this verse once before. Moses was standing on the mountain with God. And he could have asked for anything. And he said, God, if I have found grace in your sight, in your sight, show me now your way that I may know you. Because in the end, that's what we want, is we want to know him. We want to come face to face with the creator of heaven and the earth. Because sooner or later, when all this is said and done, we're going to stand before him who was slain before the foundation of the world. We're going to stand before the Lamb of God. And I want to be able to say that I know him. And I don't want it to be the first time I've come into contact with him. Because he is my life and he is my breath. And he is everything to me. And we need to know him. Because, you know, he wants to spend time with us. He wants to every minute of every day, God's right there waiting for us. Just to come into his presence, just to fellowship with him. Just to have a relationship with him. Just to talk to him. So, we will be back in just a few minutes.
daisies and the rose In no simple language Some days she loves her The meaning of it all Is more than the laughter Or the stars in the heaven Close as a heartbeat Or somehow her lips Some days she'll trust him And learn how to see him Someday he'll call her God, we are back. Another edition of Intimate in the Word. My name is Chris Herzog. And this is Prayer International Radio. It's about 12 minutes past 11 o'clock Central Time, and we are broadcasting out of Dallas, Texas. And for the first part of our broadcast, we had Sean Holmberg sharing his heart, sharing the Word of God, praying for the nations, and praying call-ins and some uh, actually one that got on the air and we're praying with, uh, Walk Call Water, we just bless you tonight. And so we just want to thank you for everyone listening and supporting Prayer International, whether it be via website, www.prayerinternational.org, 
Org. Uh, tuning in on Facebook, Daily Devotionals, MySpace, Twitter, YouTube, Ustream, however you're reaching us. We just want to be your prayer family, a prayer base for you, and an extension to reach out. You know, a lot of times we can go to church, you know, on Sundays, Wednesdays, Fridays, Sunday mornings, whenever we go. But there's a lot of times throughout the week where we need community. We need somebody we can fellowship with, somebody we can pray with, somebody that can agree with us in prayer. And we want to be just that that people for you. We want to be that group of people, that that community of believers for you. Um, You know, we have people that are interceding and praying and joining with us around the Metroplex here. Most of what we do is based out of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. And, of course, we're reaching people all over the nation and the nations uh, via Internet and blog talk radio. But what we're really trying to do is form a hedge, form a 24-hour watch, prayer chain, whatever you want to call it, where we can interactively connect with the people of God and make kingdom connections and see a net formed across the globe that will bring in the end-time harvest. And so praise God. So we just bless those of you that are listening in our Facebook family, some of the churches represented, I know Citywide Harvest Church, uh, Destiny Christian Center in Rowlett, Citywide Harvest Church in Rockwall, Texas, of course, uh, different churches that are listening, people that are listening. We just bless you tonight and pray that the Lord would multiply and strengthen and anoint the works of your hands and what you're doing in those bodies. And we just pray, Just we do want to say one thing. We are all about not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, whether it be, you know, us and the Lord or house to house and small groups, breaking bread and fellowships, meeting with believers, individuals or families or groups or couples, uh, meeting in the corporate Worship settings and churches and conferences and whatnot. We like to gather for corporate prayer and corporate worship and encourage it. Also for the teaching in small and large groups. We really believe that, you know, there is really a lack of truth in the body of Christ. And I, I believe the, the reason God's people are perishing is because there is a lack of knowledge today. There is a lack of of knowledge today, you know, and not only a knowledge of the Word of God, not only a knowledge of truth, but an intimate knowledge of God. And so, like Sean says, there are scriptures we will repeat. There are things you'll hear come out of his mouth and my mouth, and probably different people that get on here and contribute uh, that you will hear over and over again. But we believe in meditating on the Word of God and rolling it over and over in our minds and in our hearts and constantly declaring what the Lord says. You know, I think a lot of times in our lives, you know, first of all, the Bible says this. It says that there's life and death in the power of the Son and that we literally eat the fruit of our lips. Whatever we speak, we get. You'll hear me say this a lot. And I think that we need to 
take into consideration when it comes to the product or the fruit of our lives, as well as the outcome of our prayers. You know, why are our prayers getting answered or are they not getting answered? We need to see is what we're saying lining up with what we're praying. You know, a lot of times Jesus said, when you ask God, ask in faith, not wavering. Don't be double-minded because if you're double-minded and you ask and you're unstable, then that man that's unstable will not receive anything from the Lord. And so a lot of times we can confess with our mouths healing because the Word of God says we're healed. And we can pray and ask God for healing because the Word of God says that he's a healer. So often we'll find ourselves declaring and speaking and talking completely against what the Word of God says, completely against what our prayers are praying. And I truly believe that a lot of times because we have this bitter and sweet waters, and we all do it, I've done it, you know, we've gone through this, and I know brothers and sisters that go through this, and I really believe there's there's a key here. And if you'll begin to allow what's in your mouth, line up with the Word of God, I believe that your prayer life will become more effective. See, Jesus said if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, then you shall be saved. You know, we hear that scripture. Okay, actually it was just in the Word of God. It was Jesus didn't actually say that. But if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, then you shall be saved. Well, if you believe in your heart and confess healing, healing can work the same way. If you believe in your heart and confess peace, then peace can be restored unto your soul. You can walk and live in peace. You see? But a lot of times we begin to speak Next things, we begin to speak things contrary to the Word of God, and it begins to build a mindset or a stronghold, or it begins to build a foundation in our lives which may be improper. And rather than that foundation being rooted in truth, that foundation is rooted in a lie, rooted in the world's perspective or man's opinion, or just straight up completely contrary to the Word of God. And what's funny about the enemy is he doesn't just come in full on telling you a bunch of lies all the time. He'll just take a little bit of the word of God and he'll mix it with lies. Just to throw you just a little bit. So with that being said, it's really important that you get the word of God in your heart because what's in the heart, from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And you get the word of God in your mouth, because what is in your mouth will be the fruit of your life, the produce of your life. It'll be what in either encourage you, it either encourages you in times of trouble, or it ensnares you in times of trouble. It either lifts you up or it puts you down. It either holds you back or pushes you forward into destiny, into the things of God, that God has prepared for your life. And so we're talking about the Word of God tonight a little bit. 
With that being said, I want to get into the scripture. This is Prayer International Radio, another edition of Intimate in the Word. This is the second half of our show. It's 11.20 Central Time, and my name is Chris Herzog. I'll be your host for the rest of the program. And you can contact us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. Of course, you can call in. Our call in number is 619-638-8458. Call in if you want to. Join our show live, or if you need prayer for anything, feel free to call in. Also, you can contact our website, www.prayerinternational.org. We have lots of daily devotionals and some resources on there, some videos and some uh, just uh, messages. We have a message board you can get on and contribute if the Lord is putting things in your heart that you'd like to share. Of course, there's prayer requests and testimonies if you want to ask for prayer or give a testimony. So praise God. We just want to bless you tonight in the name of Jesus. Father, your will be done and your kingdom come over every man, woman, and child tonight. That your kingdom come and your will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we just thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing tonight. Thank you, Lord, that you're touching people in their homes, in their businesses, in their cars, wherever they're at. Father, that you're touching families, you're touching marriages, you're touching teenagers and children right now by the power of your Holy Spirit. And Father, right now we are calling those that do not know you, Father, that their eyes will be opened, their ears will be opened to hear the voice of God, their hearts will not be hardened, and that they would receive the word of truth, and receive of your spirit that they would know Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. We pray salvation to go across this nation over the United States of America, that you would begin to turn hearts and turn families in every state across this nation. Father, we pray for Nebraska and Kansas and California, Washington State. We pray for Texas, Oklahoma. Father, we pray for Arkansas, Louisiana. We pray for those different callers that are calling in from different places, Canada, New York, New Jersey. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that you would touch these cities and states, Dallas, Texas, Plano, Texas, Dallas, Fort Worth, Metroplex, Granbury. Father, touch those that are in Arkansas, Father, those that are in Florida, Alabama, Georgia, just touch them right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we just pray for the President of the United States, Lord, that you bless him and his cabinet, bless his family. Let him judge rightly and govern our nation righteously. Give him godly counsel around him, men and women that would speak words of God into his heart and bring him to the knowledge of the truth. Father, we pray your hedge of protection over our nation that you would turn the hearts of the men and women in this nation to the gospel, the real gospel, from Genesis to Revelation, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Father, we declare that your blood is speaking for men and women tonight, for their healing, for their salvation, for their deliverance, for addictions to be broken, for bondages to be broken, Father, you said it's your anointing that breaks the yoke, not the words of man, not the influence of a man, not the influence of a woman, 
but your Holy Spirit influence. You said it's your anointing that breaks the yoke, Father. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for what you're doing. Open our hearts uh, to the Word of God. We just give you praise. We just give you praise, Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. So I want to read Psalm 63, something that was burning in my heart. I just think it's really important. I may actually come out with a few psalms tonight. Right now, I want to read Psalm 63. And this is the New King James Version. O God, thou art God, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsts for thee, my flesh longs for thee, in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. Now here's a man talking about David. He was desperate and hungry. He was thirsty. He had a yearning and a desire inside of him for God. He says, God, you are my God. Early will I seek thee. He could not wait to start his day. The first thing, early, he wanted to rise up and, and commit himself and spend that time with his God. Early will I seek thee. Why? He says, my soul thirsts for you. Thirsty, Lord. I need a drink. He says, my flesh longs for you. In a dry and thirsty land where there is no water, he says, I'm parched. I'm dry. There's a longing in my soul for you, God. And then he begins to reminisce. This is verse 2. He says, To see your power and your glory, as I've seen it in the sanctuary, just as I've seen you in the sanctuary, Lord. Because your loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise thee. This is verse 3. He says, God, I want to see you. I want to see your power and your glory. I saw you in the sanctuary, Father. I saw your presence. I saw your glory. I was there with your spirit in the place where you dwell. And I want to see you again. Thirsty. I'm hungry. I long for you. There's a reason. Something touched his heart. Something touched David. That made him that way. Something touched David that made him desire God. And he feels, he tells us what it is. He says, because. This is why. He says, because. Your loving kindness is better than life. My lips will praise thee. Verse 4, thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. He says, look, I'm going to bless you. Your, your love is, is better than life. Your love is so good. I'm going to bless your name, Lord. Your love is so good. I'm going to lift up my hands to you. My lips are going to praise you. Verse 5, he says, my soul, my emotions, my, my mind, my will, everything that's inside of me shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness. He says, abundance, as with marrow and fatness. He says, with abundance, with with the, the rich things, the best. 
what he's saying. My soul is satisfied. That marital fatness is saying with the with the best. I've got the best. You've given me the best. See, when God gives you something, it's good and perfect. Every gift from the Lord, the Bible says, is good and perfect. It's a good and perfect gift. You see, he knows what's good for you. Your dad, your father, your heavenly father knows what's best for you, knows what's good for you. And he's going to give you the best. David says, because of this, my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. He had something to praise about. He was happy, full of joy. Verse 6, when I remember you upon my, my bed and when I meditate, Upon you in the night watches. Because you have been my help. Therefore in the shadow of your wings. Will I rejoice. He says I sit there and I dwell on it. And I think about it. And I remember. I remember Lord what you did for me. I sit on my bed. I stay up at night. Thinking about it. I rise up early. I stay up at night. But. Basically, throughout the day, throughout the night, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking about the wonderful things that you did for me, Lord. You were my help. I remember what you did. I meditate on it in the night. And therefore, in the shadow of your wings will I rejoice. God wants us in the shadow of it, in the shadow. What does that mean? He wants you to be covered under his wings. He wants to be so close to you that you're up under his protection, up under his security. In the place where under his wings you can rejoice. See, the Holy Spirit is overshadowing the people of God. And God wants you overshadowed by his spirit. Verse 8. My soul follows hard after thee. My soul follows hard after thee, Lord. He says, I follow close behind thee. And in fact, if you break this down in Hebrew, the word for follow hard is zabach. It means to stick to you like glue. To stick to you like glue, to cling to you. He says, Lord, I'm going to hold on to you. I'm going to follow hard after you. I'm going to follow close behind you. But he doesn't just say he's going to follow close behind him. He says, I'm going to cling to you and stick to you like glue. He's going to be adhered to him. Have you ever seen something that was fused or welded together or or you super glued it and you tried to pry it apart apart from breaking the the objects that you fused together they they don't want to come apart that's how God wants you to be with him so fused together with him so one with him Jesus said this he said father I pray that you and I would be one and not only would you and I be one, Father, but I pray that those that you've given me would be one with me and one with you. See, there's a unity and a oneness that, that the Father wants with you. There's a unity and a oneness that Jesus wants with you. There's a unity and a oneness that the Holy Spirit wants with you. 
But it doesn't stop there. He wants you to also have that among those in your family, your your spouse. He wants you to have the unity with your children. He wants you to have the unity with your parents. He wants you to have the unity with your community and your church. You say, well, that's impossible. No, with God, all things are possible. But with man, not all things are possible. And that's why it takes the spirit of the living God to shed abroad the love in our hearts for God so that we can even love God. No one can even come to God unless the spirit draws them. But he also puts a love in our hearts for people. But he also allows us to experience God's love for us. You see, there's a multifaceted role, multi-purpose role that the Holy Spirit plays in our lives. He's constantly revealing to us the heart of the Father, the love of the Father. And he's shedding that love abroad in our hearts. He's putting love in our hearts. Praise God. Praise God. So it's putting love in our hearts. Give us a call if you're just tuning in, 619-638-8458. This is Prayer International. Prayer International Radio. This is another edition of Intimate in the Word. My name is Chris Herzog, and I'll be your host for about the last half hour of the show here. And we are going through Psalm 63. So he says, my soul follows hard after you, Lord, and your right hand upholds me. Well, who's his right hand? Who's at the right hand of God? Jesus. And who's going to hold you? The Bible says he holds all things together in his hands. In fact, all things were created by him, and for him were all things created. And he has named all things, and everything that is named, his name is above those things, everything in heaven and everything in earth. But let me tell you something. Jesus is the one that's holding it together by his right hand. By God's right hand, you're being upheld. By God's right hand, you're breathing breath in your body every day, and you're not exploding because of the grace of God. Because every day God decides to keep the sun just where it's at so that this whole earth doesn't just melt. We need to remember who holds the keys to death, hell, and the grave. We need to remember who holds our eternity and our destiny in his hands. In fact, he says, I even hold the king's heart in my hands. I even hold, I even decide which way would you decide to toss a coin or flip a quarter. I'm the one that decides where it falls. God says, I reign on the just and the unjust. He decides who he loves and whom he hates. You say, well, but God so loved the whole world. Well, the Bible says that the carnal mind is enmity with God and that the world, those that love the world, you can't love the world and love God. You, you're going to have to hate the world to love God. In the system of the world and the people in the world, let me tell you something. It's one thing that the father wants a big family and he wants children in his family. And that may be true. I believe it is. 
But not everybody in the earth is part of the family of God. Jesus himself said, Father, I only want the ones that you gave me, the ones that you ordained before the foundations of the earth. And I believe that the Lord has a remnant, has a chosen select few. The Bible says, broad is the road to destruction, but narrow is the gate. And few that find it, few that find it, there's few that find the narrow gate. He said, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. I don't necessarily think he was talking about physical riches because there's poor people with wicked hearts and there's rich people with righteous hearts. And there's rich people with wicked hearts and there's poor people with righteous hearts. And let me tell you something. God says, though you think you're rich, you're poor. Though you think you can see, you're blind. Though you think you're clothed, you're naked. Do you think you're full of pride? You're humble. You think you're going to be first? Well, you're going to be last. But see, God says, look, this is what I want. I want you to humble yourself in my sight. Then I will lift you up. And I want you to declare that without me you're blind. And then I will open your eyes and cause you to see. I want you to declare that apart from me you can do nothing. But with me you can do all things through Christ because he strengthens you. You see, by his right hand, he's upholding you. And he's overshadowing you by the Holy Spirit of the living God. And he wants to hide you in the shadow of his wings, in the secret place of the Most High. He wants you to learn how to abide in him. Abide with him. He says, if I abide... And you and you abide in me, and my word abides in you, then you shall bear much fruit. Verse 9 of Psalm 63 said, But those that seek my soul to destroy it shall go down into the lower parts of the earth. David had a covenant with his God, and he knew that his enemies were God's enemies, and that when you touch God's anointed, when you get in the middle of God's children. When you mess with God's people, guess what? God takes it personally and he gets involved. Verse 10, he said, They shall fall by the sword, they shall be a portion for foxes. Verse 11, But the king, talking about David, I believe, shall rejoice in God. Everyone that swears by him shall glory. And if you're swearing by the name of God, if you're standing on the name of Jesus, if you're walking and declaring the name of Jesus, proclaiming the name of Jesus, then you shall glory everyone, everyone by him, everyone that swears by him, everyone that that holds up the name of God and says he is the one, he shall glory. But the mouth of them that speak lies shall be spoken. Let me continue. Here's another prayer, Psalm 64. We'll just keep going. Hear my voice, O God, in my prayer. Preserve my life from the fear of the enemy. And God is listening today, and if you will call out to him, he will hear your prayer. He will hear your voice. He will answer you, and he will preserve your life.
from fear. You don't have to live in fear any longer. You can walk in faith. God has not given you a spirit of fear. He's not giving you a timid spirit. He's not giving you a spirit that you would draw back. He's not giving you a spirit that you would bow to your circumstances. But he's giving you a spirit of power that you can face your circumstances and speak to your mouth. He's giving you a spirit of power that you can go forward and crush the enemy's head under your feet because Jesus said, I've crushed your enemy's head under my feet. And if you're the body of Christ, then the enemy is under your feet. He's given you a spirit of power. You can declare his word boldly because the power of life and death is in your tongue. He's given you not only power, but he's given you love. The greatest gift is love. Faith works by love. Those that love are born of God, and those that are born of God must love and have the love of the Father in them. And only the Holy Spirit sheds that love abroad in your heart. Nothing can separate you from that love. You're more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus who loves you. And as you meditate on his love, and you realize you walk in power, because you're a child of the Most High God, of it. the power of the Holy Spirit is on you. You can have a sound mind, no, no spirit of fear. You don't have to be afraid. Sixty-two, verse five. My soul waits only upon God, for my expectation is from Him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense, and I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation and my glory, my rock and my strength and my refuge is in God. Trust in Him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before Him. God is a refuge for us. Trust not in oppression. Become not vain in robbery. If riches increase, set not your heart upon them. God has spoken once, twice, I've heard this. A power belongs unto the Lord. O Lord, to the Lord belongs mercy, for you render to every man according to his work. And God says you'll reap what you sow. You'll eat the fruit of your lips. You'll eat the fruit of your ways, the fruits of your doings. Is there mercy in the blood of Jesus? Yes. Is there forgiveness in the cross? Yes, there is. But the Bible says that if you continue to sin, continue to Repeatedly, repeated. He that repeats a matter separates close friends. And let me tell you something. Even though Jesus speaks closer than a brother, he who repeats a matter separates close friends. If you keep offending God and keep grieving the Holy Spirit, He will pull away, He will detract, He will get grieved. Offended. So be careful the way you conduct yourself in the presence of the Lord.
Praise God, we are back. And we are back for the last 10 minutes of Intimate in the Word. My name is Chris Herzog. This is Prayer International Radio. And so we just want to cover a few people on the broadcast tonight. We had a few prayer requests come in. I noticed uh, some of our Facebook family had some requests come in. So right now, we just want to shift gears and just ask those of you that are listening, that are believers, that believe in the power of prayer and have faith that when we come together and touch anything, that our prayers are heard, that according to the will of God it will be done. So right now we want to lift up Tanya. Uh, she's uh, going to court and believing God for favor in court, believing God that his will be done and his kingdom come. And so right now we just pray for Tanya in the name of Jesus. We pray Father, that you would bless her, give her peace. Father, that you'd be with her. Father God, that you would give her favor with the lawyers and the judge and the jurors and everybody involved tomorrow. That, Father, you would determine, Lord God, you said the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord and you choose which way he turns. So we pray that you would turn this case according to your will. Your will be done and your kingdom come, Father, in Jesus' name. Now, we want to lift up a prayer for those of you that are sick in your bodies. If you need prayer, call 619-638-8458. Go to the website, www.prayerinternational.org or prayerinternational at gmail.com. You can leave a prairie class. Right now, we want to say a prayer for those of you that are going through struggles physically. Um, maybe you've been sick in your bodies. And you know, the Bible says that by the stripes of Jesus we are healed. That with God all things are possible. That God sent forth his word to heal and to deliver. And that Jesus healed every sickness and disease among the people. We know the word of God says that Jesus, in Hebrews 13, says Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I'm here to tell you that the Lord is the God who heals you and he forgives all your iniquities. 
she heals all your diseases. And God is sending out his word by the power of his Holy Spirit. And we declare that the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord will raise them up. The Lord has given us power. If you're a believer, God has given you power over all kinds of sickness and disease. He said in Mark 16, he told you, to, if you, these signs shall follow those that believe in my name, you will cast out devils, speak in new tongues, lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. And that if you will proclaim his word, that he will declare and confirm that word with signs following. And so right now, in the name of Jesus, we speak to every broken body, every tormented mind. We speak to those of you that are going through negative reports from the doctors and you've been declared uh, disease and fatal or whatever, a uh, man has spoken over you. We break the power and the curse of those words in Jesus' name. We declare that by the stripes of Jesus you are healed, that by the blood of Christ you are free, and that your sickness is gone in Jesus' name. We are speaking life and wholeness and healing over you right now. And we agree in prayer that it will be done. Matthew 18, 14 through 20 says, If two or more gather and agree, I am there in the midst. And if you agree, it shall be done. And we believe that it is done. We believe it is done in Jesus' name. But listen, if God is touching you on these programs, let us know if you're sensing the power of the Lord or the Holy Spirit is touching your body. We want to know about it. I know uh, we've had different reports come back uh, in the chat rooms that, that people are sensing the presence of God. We're getting reports back that people are getting some breakthroughs, and we want to know. We want to know what God is doing for you. So let us know at prayerinternational at gmail.com. You can email us. You can phone in, 619-638-8458. Let us know what's going on. If you want to share or testify what God is doing, whether it's the radio station or God's touching you on the website, or if you just want to call in and just testify about Jesus and it has nothing to do with our show whatsoever, we want to know what God's doing. And we're here to praise the living God. We're not here to lift up man or to glorify man. So if God is doing something amazing in your life, we don't care where it came from, how it came, who prayed with you or what happened. Call and testify about the Lord. Call and share and confess and, and glorify God. With your mouth, because you know we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And as you share what Christ has done for you, it will set people free. It will set people free in their hearts. Well, praise God. We just want to encourage you in that. You know, to go forward, be bold in your witness, be strong in your faith, you know, exemplify. And glorify the Lord not only with your mouth, not only with your mind and the, and the words and meditations of your heart, but glorify God with what's in your hands. You know, whatever you put your hand to do, do it as unto the Lord. When you work for a boss or an employer, work for them as unto the Lord. When you serve, to just bless somebody or honor somebody, serve them as if you're serving the Lord. Husbands, love your wives like Christ loved the church. Wives, serve your husbands as unto the Lord. And so that's our encouragement. Just be the example of Jesus. Be the hands and feet of Jesus. If there's people hurting, reach out. 
with benevolence. If there's people you can help feed, clothe, or donate, or help them this season of their life, and do what you can as the Holy Spirit leads and guides you, do with whatever's in your power to do. And so we encourage you to go forward, bear the name of Christ. If you don't know Christ, now would be a good time to ask him into your heart. Ask him to forgive you of your sins. Ask him to be Lord of your life and make himself real to you. So, Father, we ask your blessing. Your will be done. Your kingdom come. Here on earth as it is in heaven of every man, woman, child, and teenager. Bless them right now in the name of Jesus. This is Prayer International. My name is Chris Herzog. We will see you tomorrow. We will be back with you tomorrow.